The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, in sport, if you pass a ball to somebody and it doesn't go exactly where you'd have liked it to, you don't just walk off the pitch and stop playing, do you? You reset, go again, and make another pass. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. And we are back. Welcome back to another episode of the Insulone Podcast. Thank you, as always, so much for joining us. We really appreciate you giving us your time, giving us your ears to listen to our experiences, our insight, and everything else diabetes-related. Graham, what's up? I'm great. Thanks for having me on this week, Owen. I appreciate it. But I want to ask, how's your taxes going? You said you've been up for the last, you've been up since 6 a.m. It's now 10 past nine in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and you've, you just said you've been up since six doing your taxes. What, what uh, are you doing? <laughs> for, for someone who, uh, who doesn't understand why one would have to do taxes, obviously you're on your own business. What does it entail on? I'm intrigued. Uh, basically, it's my own fault that I had to be up this early doing it today because for whatever reason i'd been putting it off the past ah. month or two <clears throat> there's the old voice crack i was wondering when that would be reintroduced um so i kept pushing it off and the last few weeks while i was in the states i was like ah i'll do it when i'm home i'll do it when i'm home and i just kept pushing it off then my accountant sent sending me a nice reminder email um <laughs> so so i was like oh i gotta get that done and much like Graham, when you when you were talking about your experience painting the apartment, oh. and you were going through this whole this whole uh, rigmarole of trying to paint and decorate the apartment, and you thought, you know what, I have an unbelievable respect for painter decorators. And it's almost like for me, any like each month when I do my taxes and, and invoices and receipts and all that fun stuff, I think to myself, I have such respect for accountants that actually choose to do this. It blows my mind. And then the other side of me 
<laughs> it's always like, what maniac would choose to do this? <laughs> <It's just laughs> something I, I, and I know people are very interested in it and obviously have different interests than I do, but it's painful. It's painful for me. Is it your VAT returns or is it your 2021 all in? Oh, it's not the all just yet. No, thankfully. That's uh, right here. Let's stop, stop talking. He really doesn't like talking about it. It's so funny. I'm watching, you, I'm watching your body language as you talk and you're just not interested. And I can see how tired you are Absolutely from doing it. Not. But this... This week's <laughs> podcast episode will hopefully uh, give you a little bit of a lift on because I was going through our emails and we always love hearing from you. We actually haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks. We are still seeing your emails. We still try and get to as many as we can. The Podcast at gmail.com is where you can find us. Send us anything at all. And I spotted this a couple of weeks ago and I only brought it up now. It's in relation to one of your email lists on so on. Every week, you actually do it sometimes twice, three times a week. You send out an email list. What kind of stuff, if someone isn't signed up to your email list, do you put in that? Yeah, so generally my email list will be anything from my own personal experiences with what my bloods have been up to that week. Tips, advice, suggestions around health, fitness, diabetes management. A lot of things that we would talk about in the podcast, but... Obviously, if you sign up to the email list, it goes directly to your inbox. And sometimes it can work as that little reminder each day or each week for you to say, okay, Owen's giving me a little bump here in my emails. What can I focus on today to benefit my diabetes or benefit my health? And sometimes I know I'm almost in the position where so much of my life is revolved around diabetes management and I'm fully aware of the fact that other people's lives and jobs aren't as surrounded by their diabetes in terms of what they actually do. So if you have a busy day, if you have a busy week, sometimes getting an email from me can just be that, oh, quick reminder of drink your water, carb count, pre-bolus, move, exercise, drink water, much like Graham is doing right now. Honestly... I have taken, I'm not diabetic, but I on, I often think, have I drank enough water today? Just if I'm feeling a little bit sluggish, it's mad. And that's all because this podcast, and we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was it Lucas Clark? I think it was Lucas Clark yeah. who talked about, have I drank my water? Have I done this? Have I done that? And drinking water is really ingrained in my brain, and I make sure I have at least two of those one and a half liter bottles every day, refill it up. Yeah, drinking water is a big one. Drinking water is one of, is hands down the most important part of your nutrition, but it's also the most overlooked and underrated part of people's nutrition. I I guarantee you right now, 95% of people listening don't drink enough water. Mm. It's like the vast majority of the time, much like you said, Graham, if, if you feel sluggish or tired, the first thing that we will reach for is like a cup of coffee to give us that extra boost. But in reality, it could just be that we're dehydrated because the the vast, vast, vast majority of people do not drink enough water. And that's something that 
I am so, so passionate about. I want everybody to just drink more water. It's the simplest thing we can do. And it's something that you will benefit hugely from. You should be drinking minimum two liters of water a day. Minimum. So if you don't, and you're listening to this right now, go buy yourself a nice new water bottle. So it's that incentive for you to consistently sip water throughout the day. I absolutely guarantee you, you'll notice a benefit. Going back to the email list, you did say <laughs> there. The water, we should do a whole episode on water. Yeah. Uh, you did say there, the email list, it could be a little nudge from Owen. Just if you're having a little bit of a bad day, this could be the thing that you need to kind of lift your spirits. And this is exactly why this email from your email list got such a good response because it was exactly that. It's from uh, a couple of weeks ago. Owen, I have it in our drive there. If you could read out, I'm going to get you to read out the email that you sent. I took a little bit of an extract from it and then I'll read two of the responses from it. So you go ahead there so everyone knows what we're talking about. Okay, so this is an email that I had sent. I can't even remember when I sent it, but again, this is something that Basically, I had written as a result of my own experience with my own diabetes that day or week or whatever it was. <clears throat> so here we go. So here's the email. I feel like I'm reading out my own audiobook, maybe <laughs> in time. But here we go. So the email says, don't throw in the towel. That's the title of the email. And it says, I want you to avoid throwing in the towel because of one high or one low blood sugar. I'm sure, just like me, you've had days where things are going great, blood steady, you're in a great mood, and then boom, blood sugar skyrockets or plummets. This completely throws you off and puts you into a bad mood. When this happens, it's easy to say, ah, F this, and let it ruin the rest of our day, leading to even worse levels and ultimately feeling awful. If and when you have a high or low blood sugar this week, don't get annoyed by it. Analyze it. Like I've said a thousand times before, look back, understand and acknowledge why your blood sugar went high or low and how you can prevent it from happening as frequently in the future. In sport, if you pass a ball to somebody and it doesn't go exactly where you'd have liked it to, you don't just walk off the pitch and stop playing, do you? You reset, go again and make another pass. Diabetes is exactly the same. One bad pass with our blood sugar is an opportunity to learn more about our diabetes and our body so that we can be better the next time. Okay. So that was the email that went through on the email list. And to some people, that was the nudge that they needed that day. I'm going to read just a couple of responses to that. I'll get your response then to that on. Um, so the first one was from Julia. And Julia said, Hi. I just wanted to tell you, I was just having a hypo during the week. I was doing the day one workout of your home workout plan, and I was about to burst into tears literally three seconds before I got the notification of your email. There could not have been better timing. Thank you. <laughs> now I'll eat another banana and get back to the workout. Kind regards. That is from Julia. So that was exactly the nudge that Julia needed in that moment as she was about to embark on the home workout plan. I love that. And I think I must have had some diabetic shining going on in terms of knowing that her blood sugar was about to drop. But I'm delighted it landed at a perfect time. 
And for me with that, and I suppose why I even wanted to write that email and why I consistently say this over and over and over again and just constantly repeat myself around the idea that you need to try and separate yourself from reacting emotionally to your blood sugar. Because the reality of it is, as much as you want your blood sugar to be perfect and as much as you want to avoid highs and avoid lows all the time, it's just not going to happen. You're never going to live with type 1 diabetes and not have high blood sugars or low blood sugars at some stage. They're just inevitable. So the way I always look at it is if every time my blood sugar goes high or my blood sugar goes low, I have that reactive emotional response to my high or low blood sugar. That means that every single time my bloods go high or low, I'm in that reactive state where I'm pissed off or annoyed or frustrated or upset. And then when you feed into that, the 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of your blood sugar acting up can influence how you feel for the rest of the day. So when, when I say don't react to it, try and analyze it, that's basically you trying to stop yourself in that moment and saying, right, this is what my blood sugar is doing. They are going high. They are going low. They've happened because of X, Y, Z. I'm consciously trying to make the decision not to react emotionally. Because if you react emotionally, it's only going to lead to a worse day or worse moment or worse mood for yourself. That's just a fact. We got another email as well in around the similar vein as that one. And this is from Jen. And Jen says, hey, Owen, I think I needed this email. As I woke up this morning with the high blood sugar, it instantly put me in bad form. It had a knock-on effect on my mood for a lot of my day. I will now read this email when I'm just peed off over a high or low blood sugar. Thank you, Owen, and hope you're keeping well. Have a lovely week. That is from Jennifer Mulqueen. So in around the same vein as Julia is there, she was having a bad day, bad form because of her high blood sugar. But look, she now realizes if I do, I'll read this email. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to analyze this email and not get in bad form over the high blood sugar, which I think is a perfect way to basically practice what Owen is preaching there. And Owen, if people wanted to sign up to that email list and get so much more (laughs) knowledge and that little nudge, exactly what you're talking about, that nudge when you might be having the best day at all, how can people sign up to it? So you can sign up directly through the link in this description of the podcast. So you will be taken to my link tree, which basically has all my links from the podcast, my website, coaching application, email list. You'll see it in there. So basically just go in, drop in your email and you're automatically signed up with myself and hundreds, if not thousands of diabetics around the world that receive my emails. So you can stay in the loop and get these little nudges Mm. every now and then as a reminder of don't react emotionally or what can I do today to benefit my health, fitness and diabetes management. Any more questions, the podcast at gmail.com. I know this is a quick one, but before we end up going, Owen, I want to ask you and I want you to tell the Insulone podcast listener 
what on earth did you make me drink in your house the last time that we were recording a <laughs> podcast? Honestly. So Owen comes down. So we finished recording, all right? And if you were listening to the last time we were together, Owen was upstairs. I was downstairs. I take full responsibility. I went to visit his house. I didn't have the hardware for us to record together. That's a sidebar, whatever. I'm not a great producer. That's okay. And then Owen came down and he takes out some, I think it's my protein or some fitness supplement company and he goes would you like some of this and i said of course this is going to be absolutely beautiful i thought he was making me maybe a banana raspberry strawberry smoothie or something like that maybe a little bit of spinach for some greens in there but no it was this tiny green shot of what can only be described as broccoli vomit (laughs) owen what on earth did you make me drink and of course owen forced me to drink because owen is so ripped and i want to be ripped like owen so i had to bloody drink it what was it so essentially, it's like this kind of greens powder. So it's like full of vitamins and minerals. And you basically just put in a couple of scoops, mix it with water. And it's almost like the equivalent of eating a certain amount of vegetables each day. So I drink that every morning. Um, I'm just kind of in, in the habit of doing it. But yeah, it doesn't taste particularly nice. And I, Graham hated it. To say I it cannot least. describe how bad it tastes. It's like... Well, it, it was up there. I can't drink Sambuca shots because I I vomit if I even smell the, sh- the, the, the scent of Sambuca. This is up there with that. I nearly got sick into your sink. That's how bad it was. But of it, course, it I have to live a healthy lifestyle as Owen does. And the taste was in my mouth all afternoon then when I left your house. This isn't a good plug for whatever that was. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, it is a good plug because Owen takes it every day and he looks fantastic. So <laughs> health-wise, fantastic. Taste-wise, not so good. But what did I say to you? When, while you were drinking it and you were struggling to drink it, I said, oh. Graham, will you get that into you? I said, that's the thing that you're doing today that you didn't want to do, but you did anyway. <laughs> is that a thing? Do I have to do things each day that I don't want to do? 100%. At least one thing... I think everybody should do this. You should do at least one thing that you know you'll benefit from, but it's extremely difficult to do. And the the perfect example for me, and this is why I do it, is I have a freezing cold shower first thing every single morning because I hate it. <laughs> right? Oh. I hate it. And the, the last thing, look, sure, you know yourself when, when you're, warm and cozy in bed quite literally the last thing in the world i want to do first thing is have a freezing cold shower but but when i'm in there you know you can focus on your breathing it's almost like a small bit of meditation first thing but when you get out you feel physically amazing but also when you get out I always say to myself, right, that was so, so difficult to do. That was literally the last thing I wanted to do first thing in the morning. So when I get out, I say to myself, right, if I've done that first thing, anything else that comes up throughout the day will seem much easier. And who was it? I think it was, remember Sebastian Sasseville? who we had on who climbed Everest and did marathons. He's now cycled across Canada. He's cycled across the US. He's just a different breed of human being. He's just a machine. Mm. And I was chatting to him. And now I'm not putting myself on his level. He's a whole different breed. (laughs) But 
he said, um, you basically build resilience through chosen adversity. And I know a cold shower first thing in the morning is a very simplistic version of that, but it's still quite significant first thing in the morning because it is like the last thing that you want to do first thing. So that's what I'm going to say to you now, Graham, for the rest of the week. You have to have a cold shower first thing in the morning. First thing. And if you if you get to Friday, right, all you, it's what? What day is it? Tuesday? So, it is Tuesday. So all you have to do is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, right, that's three days. Can I tell you? When no, I first before you come I, up with an excuse. Oh, no, excuse that when, <laughs> when I first if you you longtime listeners to the podcast will know I recently moved into a new apartment. And when I first moved in, I couldn't figure out how to work the immersion or how to put on the timer. <laughs> so uh, I went in and the first two mornings I had to have a cold shower and I hated it so much that I just stopped showering for about three days. <laughs> I Did couldn't you? do it. That's disgusting. You didn't shower I, for three days. I, I Then I eventually started going to the shower in the gym, which smells of urine, which isn't, uh, which wasn't nice. But I, I would stand, so it's a bath shower. So I'd stand at the edge of the bath and I would have had the water on, but I'd like splash myself. And oh, splash yeah. just I I couldn't get under I couldn't do it, but yeah I'll uh, I'll I'll have a cold shower tomorrow don't you worry. I was gonna say I want to see a video of it, but, <laughs> but I definitely don't. But I want to no, see the proof. You don't want to see a Look, video of that, Graham. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you get to Friday, and you tell me, do you know what on? I hated getting under the water, and I hated getting out. Then you never have to do it again. But. I'm so confident that on Friday you'll say, I hated getting in. But when I got out, I felt reborn. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do I'm it. telling you. I'll do it. And I'll actually, it. I challenge it. anybody else listening right now to do it. Say to yourself, it doesn't have to specifically be a cold shower, but what's something that you can do throughout the day that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know that if and when you do it, you'll feel better. It'll benefit you in some way. Can I change my challenge? No. I want, I, I, you can't I you have to have hate, a share. I hate lying on the couch watching Netflix. It really gets me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do, because I, I find that a challenge. I hate so instead, every night. I hate having uh, a chipper Oh, and pizza. I hate it. So I'm going to give that a challenge instead of my cold shower. So I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that for the whole week. Don't you worry. I'll watch Homeland on Netflix for the whole week. And I'll tell you, I'll hate every second of it, but I'll do it for the Insulone podcast. That's dedication. That's how you build resilience. (laughs) (laughs) But another another good example, I can't, what was I, I can't remember, was I listening to a podcast or having a conversation with somebody? But no, it was actually, it was when, so every, every week I do a, like a live either training or Zoom call or Q&A with my clients. And last week we were talking about um, creating non-negotiables and having things in your day that you can stick to regardless of what you're doing, who you're with, where you are. You know, it could be 10,000 steps. Like we said earlier, it could be drinking a certain amount of water. 
for myself, it's a cold shower, whatever it might be. It's things that you can do consistently that kind of just keep the tone of the day, keep you set in terms of consistency with something, exercise, nutrition, whatever it might be, right? And two of mine that I don't particularly like, but I absolutely benefit from are number one, cold shower first thing, and number two, no phone first and last hour of the day. That's interesting. That's very good. I like that. And the phone, particularly the first hour of the day, because now basically what I do is I need to check my blood sugar first thing. So I look at my Dexcom, but I basically cover the notifications with my other hand while I unlock my phone and go into Dexcom. And the reason I do that is because there's nothing more frustrating and infuriating as waking up first thing, looking at your phone and seeing an email that annoys you, a message that annoys you, something on social media that annoys you, something negative. And for me, it's almost like when you wake up first thing, you're in that kind of reactive state because it's almost like you're you're fragile. You're still kind of waking up. You're still getting used to the day, essentially. And it's and if you're just consuming that like bad email, bad text, bad news, whatever it is, that can have a significant impact on your mood for the rest of the day, even the rest of the morning, which can then lead into the rest of the day. So it's almost like getting out of that reactive state in the morning helps you be I suppose, more proactive and more productive. So what I do is don't look at my phone first hour at least. Cold shower and a walk first thing. And then when I've kind of settled into the day, I've moved, had a cold shower, drank water. Then I look at my phone. And it's almost like you're, you're almost, you're, you're prepared for any, news any email any message whatever it might be because if it's the first thing you see it's sometimes it's a nightmare and it just pisses you off first thing in the morning i like that chat that was good enjoy that one and if you have any other questions or any other tidbits of information you'd like us to hear or chat about the insulone podcast at gmail.com Owen, thank you very much enjoyed that episode thank you graham i look forward to how you feel about your cold showers? Oh, you already forgot about that. Oh. I'm going to be <laughs> on your back big time about this. I'm just staring at you. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't want to have this shower. Okay. As always, thank you for listening. I know it was a nice, short, quick one and slightly not, not as focused on diabetes, but anything that benefits your health and your fitness in general even your headspace inevitably is going to benefit your diabetes management. And again, going back to the cold showers or not looking at my phone for the first hour or not looking at your phone for the first hour, that in itself helps get you in a better headspace. And as we know, if you are in a better headspace, 
inevitably your diabetes is easier to manage and easier to deal with too. Because as I've said before, as I say again, it's just as much mental and emotional as it is physical. Like we were saying, sign up to my email, get those nudges every now and then. They hopefully will only benefit you. And as always, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your ears. We look forward to chatting to you next week. Look after your blood sugars and we will speak soon. Take care.